Clubhouse is wildly, wildly underrated because most people don't know about the app yet and the voice format, I'm very fond of Clubhouse, the app. It replicates real life. What if like 20 people got together, eight people, seven people got together at a dinner table and just shot the and then everybody got to listen to it. It makes sense. What if Twitter was a podcast that you could live inside of? It's a club house. I'm Chaz, he's Britt, and this is The Furious Curious. Oh my gosh, you startled me. I like knocked my mic over almost. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love what do you it. I love think? It. What oh. do you think? <laughs> we are talking. Well, before we get into it, okay, before we get into it, I just want to do a shout out before we jump into uh, Clubhouse, which is what we're going to talk to talk about today. I just wanted to give a shout out to like two great guests that we recently had on um, Amy Ridley from Unscripted Studio, uh, where we got to talk about self care. Chaz, that was a great one. And then Rob Meyerson from uh, How Brands Are Built, that podcast. We got to talk to him about the creative process. And those were both like really insightful, great conversations. So shout out to them. If you guys have not, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened to them, haven't yet, you should go and listen to those uh, after this because they were really great conversations. Yeah, I, I had a great time on both, uh, both of those pods. They were both great guests, incredibly generous with their time. Uh, and you know, I think we learned a lot. I, I think it's often good to reflect on these things that are so pivotal to our day to day. It's very easy to overlook them a lot of the time, but I, I think just, you know, committing that focused time to doing so, I think is super helpful. And just that period of reflection helps make some of these ideas sticky. So, uh, I got a lot out of them personally, just re-listening and, uh, yeah, I encourage everyone else to do so as well. Yes, yes, yes. So, so today, Chaz, get your money out because the future of social media is here. Wow, that's quite a claim, my friend. We're talking about Clubhouse. Talk to me, Goose. Tell me what's up. Yeah, well, Clubhouse has experienced some stratospheric growth, certainly in the month of January, certainly in the last, uh, last 10 months or so. What is it? because it's a buzzword that a lot of people are still not fully aware of. It's an invitation-only audio chat social networking app launched in 2020, in April of 2020, mm. by software developers Alpha Exploration Co. And as of December 2020, it was valued at nearly $100 million. But newsflash, on January 21, 2021, the valuation hit $1 billion USD. With so a B. Yeah, that's it's a lot of growth. Now... The company describes itself as a new type of social product based on voice that mm -hmm. allows people everywhere to talk, tell stories, develop ideas, deepen friendships, and meet interesting new people around the world. That's according to Mashable. So, Britt, we talked about this stratospheric growth. Social audio is the Social term, audio. Right? It's like if LinkedIn could talk or if, if, it, if you had a TED Talk that was like a two-way almost, right? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It is one of those multi-hyphenate entities yeah. that is pretty hard to quantify. I mean, I, or just 
you know, codify. Like right. I was thinking, because you know, I'd obviously heard it, heard about it. I saw people sharing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I received a uh, an invitation through a friend, and we'll talk about that invitation process. And I was quite. It was almost, you know, it's called Clubhouse. It was like being a conference, yeah. a digital conference where you can't see anyone. It's audio only, mm. where you can drop in, drop out. So there's a voyeuristic component to it, and uh, there is a portable component to it, right? Mm. Unlike you know, there's all these digital conferences that exist and have for a long time. Certainly ramped up in the era of COVID. But this is almost like a non-stop digital conference that you can carry in your pocket. Now, to my knowledge, that degree of um, mobilization around that particular need state has not existed until this time. So they really thread a lot of needles. And it's it's hard to describe to someone who hasn't gotten in the weeds and dug around inside it. But what's your take overall? Well, I'm I'm still getting my head around this. I'm still learning more and more. And uh, of its benefits. And my head is slowly exploding. If you could picture a slow explosion, that's kind of where my, my brain is. But um, PC Magazine talks about it like this. And I think this was pretty good. Uh, imagine you have an app on your phone that lets you listen in on other people's conversations, but not in a creepy way. These people want to be heard. Uh, they may even be famous or at least interesting and or knowledgeable. No guarantee, however. Uh, you may be given the opportunity to join the chat. So I, I think what's really cool is like once you're in, and we'll talk about how you get in, but like once you're in, the app offers a page of uh, full conversational topics to follow from sports to tech to world affairs to faith and spirituality to the hustle and so on. People find interest in the same thing. You can follow them. Um, I've already followed a few people. Uh, more topic, you know, the more topics and more people you follow, the more likely you're are to get those suggestions for a room that may fit those interests. And Clubhouse's preferred medium is the voice chat. Room sizes vary from very intimate to thousands of people uh, listening and participating. So I don't know, at times it, it seems kind of like this hybrid of like CB radio meets like 1980s era party lines. Remember the party lines? Chuck? I guess that was before, our <laughs> I time, before we yeah. could party. It feels like a scene from Reality Bites it, or something. It should be. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah pretty in pink or something like that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I digress, as you say, um, but um, tell, tell me about, let's, let's talk numbers here. Yeah, sure. So, you know, mentioned it launched in on iOS only April, 2020, it remains on iOS only, which I think is an important thing to consider hmm. going forward in terms of who it's attracted that the, I guess the psychographics and demographics of people that it's attracted thus far, obviously, you know, like any, uh, social media platform that ha- launches in the era of COVID uh, certainly has COVID favorable qualities like w- that we just discussed. So mentioned it was valued of a hundred million at a hundred million in uh, just last, oh, sorry, December, 2020. Now it's seen as, you know, it's at the 1 billion valuation yep. looks to be continuing to grow uh, over. I've heard various reports of 2 million users now, you know, just last month, now there's 6 million. So we're seeing incredible growth. Uh, we're also hearing about the the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world looking to launch copycat type products. So that's, um, that was always going to be an inevitability in terms of the scale that those platforms have. But it's just interesting. It's like, uh, it just shows that they're clearly taking it seriously. Uh, they're realizing the potential of this idea and the functionality and, and appeal of it. 
and it's just uh, it's, it's quite remarkable. Certainly, um, certainly in in the Silicon Valley world, that's for sure. What you got any thoughts on that? So Twitter says they're working on one also called Spaces, oh, yeah. right? That's interesting. And yeah. then, like you said, they've raised a lot, a lot of money. So I think we'll and we'll unpack. I think where this social audio shift is happening, um, we can talk about that. But why don't we? Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at a graph here. You know, Clubhouse user growth over time. We already talked about that. That's pretty robust, as they as the venture capitalists would say. Um, I'll I'll put some money down. Um, yeah, tenders, baby. Um, it, it, yeah, it's about as robust as it gets. I mean, so often we hear you know, quote unquote, hockey stick growth. I mean, this is prototypical ho- hockey stick. It looks like even like a weed whacker. It's more vertical. This is more of a cricket. I'm seeing a cricket yeah. stick here. Yeah. Or no, no, cr- no, no. It's got a uh, bat. No, 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 not cricket. Field hockey. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah, it is a bit field yeah, hockey. It's yeah, it's more, it's more vertical. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm gonna go field hockey versus hockey. I'm a field hockey investor, not a hockey investor. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. I, I just and also in terms of that progression, yeah. you know, it launched in, in I mentioned April last year. By May, it had 1,500 users. Yeah. By December, 600,000. By January, two million. By February, six million. So when we talk about this, you know, stratospheric launch. Uh, we're not exaggerating. Like it's it's pretty rare. I can only imagine uh, like the TikToks of the world would have had similar hockey stick growth, but it is it is quite remarkable. And it, I think it's because like TikTok that we've discussed on an earlier episode. Yeah, it's not like a lookalike type platform. Like you know you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I mean they all launch serving different purposes, and, and you see as they've evolved, a lot of the functionalities have gotten similar. Like if you were trying to describe Instagram versus Facebook to an alien, there would it would be quite it would be quite a nuanced discussion to set them apart. Like if yeah. you got into the manic mechanics of how you can share links, uh, you know, how the pro the those platforms have evolved mm-hmm. organically, you know, like the the influencer model on influence on Instagram versus sort of the soapbox model yeah. of people pontificating about their political views on, on Facebook. So it's just, it's all very nuanced, but I do think clubhouse is, it's a bright, shiny object. There, there really is nothing out there like it to my knowledge. It's got little pieces of this little pieces of that. And it's brought together in a pretty compelling proposition. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this awesome diagram that you have here and it makes me man it makes me like miss working with you at work <laughs> <laughs> because this is the kind of stuff i loved this this quadrant that you have here you know it's like cool. okay everything over on this side over to the left is like facebook twitter like you're saying youtube this is all video and text real time and recorded and then on the on this other side it's like clubhouse like it's its own space like and i obviously if twitter and if facebook are going into this space, they also see an opportunity and I'm sure it will start to see it crowded, but why don't we move? Let's, 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 let's bump right into the uh, five reasons why. why sure. This is taken off. Yeah, absolutely. So number one, I think I'm calling it saturated social. Now I think social media needed a new wrinkle. Like yeah. if you think of the old platforms, um, there hadn't been sort of game changing innovation for a long time. There was incremental innovation, which is, you know, well known and, and, and sort of embraced. I think, you know, like tech companies are often in a continuous state of beta, but Clubhouse is really, is calling itself social audio. Like it seems to have created a category, which is a net new innovation that no one else has even used that term to my knowledge. 
And I think that's certainly, uh, you know, the first reason why it's, it's a meaningful innovation as opposed to an incremental one. You know, we had talked about before, probably on multiple episodes, that when it comes to like real good discussion, right? Right, Chaz? Like yeah. discussion that requires, you know, in difficult topics and nuance and conversation in real time. Like you don't actually, we've all understood, I think we've all collectively as a society understood that like having conversations about politics on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> what could not, go wrong? It's, yeah, what could go wrong? You know, <laughs> you know, anything that's difficult and has nuance and there's tension, you know, what could go wrong with something where it's just, it, it's completely devoid of nuance and it's completely devoid of tone and intent. And it's, it's not in real time, right? Cause timing also is everything. Yep. And so, and tone, I, I can't underestimate how your voice informs you know what you're saying, right? It's like a typeface. You know, yeah. if I if I if I told you something in Comic Sans, you would take that differently than if I did it in what's my favorite? Uh, uh, Rubik. We love Rubik. Yeah, yeah I love Rubik. That's a great one. <laughs> Thank, a thanks one. Google for uh, adding Rubik to um, to Google Slides. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's a better way to discuss topics. It's actually a way. Like, I think this was always the barrier with social media is that how do we get to like meaningful conversation, meaningful information, meaningful exchange. And so instead of Facebook or for instead of Twitter, that all lacks nuance, this seems to be, and when I had this experience today, I was on a couple rooms um, in clubhouse about podcasting, for example, or, or work-life balance or a couple other things. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, I didn't get into um, the, the political ones, but there's moderation there. There's typically a moderator and, I think when people, when you can hear another person's voice and you have that type of platform, it seems to just be a better recipe for really interesting discussions versus having that be pushed on, you know, on a social media platform. It's kind of the same thing we've talked about it. Like when, when you want to do collaboration, you know, Slack, Slack is not your way to collaborate. Email is not your way to collaborate, right? There's certain, there's, there's just certain platforms that allow for a better type of exchange and yeah. I, I feel like this is slowly trying to satisfy that. If, if, yeah. if, if, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it really does. And just when you talked about, I guess, the shortcomings in nuance yeah. that uh, you know exist on the various different social platforms, a, 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 a quote that came to mind, I, I just had to Google it while you were talking then, Jeff Bezos called social media a nuance-destroying machine. And I think one of the reasons the podcasts have been popular for a while totally, versus yeah. sort of just mainstream news shows. It's, be, it's very honest if you have three hours for a discussion about a particular topic or interviewing a certain person. If you're interviewing a person on Good Morning America or, or another similar show, you got, it's probably like 12 sentences, meaningful sentences that person's saying in, yeah. in three minutes. And it's like, well, you're just not, you're only going to get the absolute sort of money quotes. You're right. not going to get all the context around that the subtext around that so i think it's the, the the rise of podcasts have contributed to i guess that you know the uh, an increased level of sophistication and nuance and i think one thing that but what, you, what you're getting at just so i just so i can crystallize this is that sure. instead of just a couple headlines like what's great about podcasts and we talked about this on the podcast app i would recommend anybody to watch that it's episode 18 i think but what you're, what you're getting at is it's long form. It allows 
a deeper level conversation, deeper, deeper discussion, deeper, deeper information versus just having it be boiled down to a couple headlines. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think uh, just on that, like the, the social audio piece of this yeah. by making it more discussion based as opposed to sort of sensational, sensational, sensationalization based is the fact that there is going to be new, more nuance on this platform. So I yeah. think it's a net new benefit that I think is of growing, um, growing app. There's a growing appetite for in society. So I, I think that's why it's probably really popping right now. So number two reason why I'm calling it real time vocal voyeurism. Now, you and I, we can observe or anyone can observe a, a back and forth on Twitter or on Facebook. And, you know, we can observe, you know, town hall discussions where they have a, you know, a thought leader up on a stage with a moderator and what have you. We can observe these things in real time where people have discussions, they have debates, and we can listen to recorded, you know, group discussions on podcasts, you know, back and forth debate, exchange, whatever. But where else can we listen to a real time conversation as a fly on the wall? Like how, like not, not that often, maybe on like a Facebook live, you know, one of these, any type of live stream, but those seem a lot more sort of niche, right? They seem like not widely, um, you know, they're, they're obviously accessible, but they're not super, super portable. Mm -hmm. We, now you can listen to the, by being audio only, you can listen to these things in your pocket as your, you know, the the same way you listen to podcasts. So I think that's a a real critical piece, the voyeuristic piece, uh, that hasn't existed in culture to my knowledge anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think some podcasts have that model. That's really, that has, has been a popular model in podcasts, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if we're necessarily that kind, but like, for example, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, that's pretty much your you're just hiding under the table <laughs> yeah. and listening to a conversation, right? It's kind of, it's kind of that across the table kind of vibe. I think that's the same thing here. It's like you're in a room and I think it's also this evolution of like a chat room. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm going kind of, I'm thinking about like, okay, what's the evolution of conversations online, right? You know, we had group conversations, right? Not like one person to one person. But it was like, what was that first type? And it was the chat room. I remember chat rooms when I was like, you know, or in the in the nineties, you know, chat rooms were a thing. And then the chat room kind of evolved to social media threads, right? Which was a little bit different. But I think what's kind of cool about this is it's it's kind of taken the good things of of that and it's moved it to audio, where you can be a, you know, you said the voyeurism, you can be kind of a passive. You don't have to sit and read through stuff. We, yeah. we kind of do that already. You know, you had to read through chats, which is not exactly great. I know Redditors love it, but like you have to read through threads on social media. This is a much more, and maybe I'm biased, but like I can just listen. I could go for a run and just listen to and just be a participant or, or even just a passive participant listening to something that I think is really, really interesting. And I think audio allows us, we talked about that a little bit with like audiobooks, And we talked about that also with the podcast episode saying that again, it's a, it's just a better medium sometimes to, to absorb this type, this type of information. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I mean, just on that coming, the time critical component, which is the number three, like, yeah, uh, you know, podcasts or, or, or YouTube videos, they're often, you know, they are well, not often, they, they are pre-recorded for the most part. And right. if you think of, uh, you know, other social media platforms, you know, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, they're, 
they're kind of a free for all. Like they they happen in real time and they're they're online unless it's a sort of an ephemeral like a story that shows up for a little while or a fleet on Twitter that goes away. Right. You know, you can follow certain hashtags, but there isn't like it's just sort of never ending. It's ongoing. It's like the the bottomless scroll. Yeah. Like the thing about um, Clubhouse is the fact that there is this window of time. It's right. like this discussion is it's happening finite. now. Yeah. Get in uh, or miss it. Right, because right. you won't be able to get you know maybe down the track you you will be able to listen to these things. I'm sure you will, but it's like be there or or or, or miss it. And like for example, I saw one tonight. I I, I signed up for Steve uh, Steve Ballmer, I believe he's talking like ten thirty tonight. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'll still be up for that. But I signed up for Stevie. it. Stevie, yeah, exactly. Night developers, night. developers, developers, developers. <laughs> <laughs> night owl, jeez, yeah. Developers, exactly. developers. Get, my armpits are sweating just yeah, saying yeah. it. I'm just doing the clap. Um, so I do think we love that adds to the the yeah we do we do uh, the the level of immediacy and the level of yeah. uh, you know it, this is a ringing phone you be there or miss it. So I think that's at that has a sense of urgency that other platforms just simply don't have. You got any feel, thoughts on that? I feel like Steve Ballmer doesn't sleep. I don't know. Yeah, he's the guy runs, worth. Yeah, the guy, the guy runs on. I think he drinks jet fuel instead of coffee <laughs> from his own jet. Do you think he siphons it off the back? Uh, I, I similar think, yeah, to, um, just mainlines it. Isn't there? There's a term for that. I've seen. It's like um, it, it's like an illegal thing where you 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 suck. You get a tube and you suck the suck it out of the a gas tank. Oh, si yeah, it's a siphoning. Is it called siphoning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was big. That, yeah. It was big in the seventies during the um, the oil. Oh, crisis. of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, there we go. Back, back then, some some cars, at least in the U.S., would have locks on their uh, oil or on their on their gas their gas uh, windows, whatever they're called. Jeez, I'm such a city slicker. I don't even remember what it, well, the thing that you open the, the 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 little thing that you open the door yeah, to, the, to the, put the gas in. Yeah, the, the, the little the, the um. It's a flat. I, I know. Thing. I know what you're saying. Like the the cat the gas cap. Yeah, the cap's inside, but the, the little, yeah, it's a door that you push, yeah. Or back in the day, <laughs> you got a little. It, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's got a name. It's a it pop, uh, pop, pop the gas gate. No, no, gas. I don't know. I, I'm from Australia, so we, we call it petrol anyway. Petrol, yes. O open up, open up the gas tank. Uh, the Open up the tank. I don't know. Siphon. You, you know yeah, what just, we're saying. He just yeah. siphons it right, right out of the, the personal jet. And then I feel like, he doesn't sleep and i think he just eats he eats like a cube of something that basically makes him feel rested perhaps <laughs> i don't know you know i think he's worth at last i mean this might have changed he, was, he owns the clippers yeah, yeah he owns the clippers he he's um i think he was worth around 48 bill and i think the next richest nba owner was worth i think like maybe 9 bill so he really he's he's significantly you know, he's the richest NBA owner by a significant amount, but I digress. He got Kawhi. Yeah, he got Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're looking pretty good. Uh, it'll be, I wouldn't mind seeing them win. It just reminds me that guys like that can't, like a guy like that, he can't just like retire from Microsoft and then like golf. No. He, he needs to do something. Like he's that kind of, he's that kind of animal that just needs to be in it on the hustle. I but respect I, that. Yeah, but I, I think that, you know, we'll we'll learn as we learn more about us as a species that you know having that purpose and committing to something that you're passionate about, whatever it is, 
is so vital to human well-being because yeah. people were, you know, like, you know, you want to retire and paint watercolors. I mean, you're probably going to be lame at painting watercolors, right? Like, why don't you just keep doing something that you're good at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, if you're passionate about it, but that's fine. And, you know, if you've reached the quote unquote economics of enough, go nuts. Yeah. You know, the world is your oyster. But I do think, why would you sacrifice all the deliberate practice and commitment that you've put in to becoming good at something and just say, you know what, I'm going to retire at what I'm good at. Like maybe don't you maybe retire at that, but maybe deploy those skills somewhere else because you'll find that fulfilling. You'll be in service to your fellow person and the world will be, will be a better place as a result. I, I kind of, uh, no, sorry. I, I just think I ripped off Andrew Yang's um, platform for mayor of New York. Bodegas. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, if he's on at 1030 tonight, do you know his topic? I, you know, I, I could find out. I'll find it. I'll just look it up. I bet you I could. I now, was going to say, though, really quick on time time critical, we think Clubhouse can be just for, like, interests and stuff like that. It's I guess it's almost – it gets kind of party and rowdy at night. That's yeah, okay. Online, that makes sense because he – um yeah, the headline for the Steve Ballmer chat tonight, it's at 10 o'clock, and it said – it's got a little clock emoji, and it's said – it's called Steve Ballmer on Good Time. Oh, so good. That's, that's the big show on it. Oh, I wasn't aware like of a, that. It's like it's basically a talk show. Oh, on got Clubhouse. it. Got it. All right. So, yeah. Steve, okay, you learn something every day. So, Stevie B is on Clubhouse. Good time tonight. So, tune in, Clubhouseians. Well, you're going to miss right. it because this won't air for a little while. But anyway, so number four reason why, um, yeah. and this has become a bit of a dirty word, you know, for for good for good and for bad, or mostly for bad. Uh, it's elitist. A lot of people uh, have followed, you know, it's an invitation only model. When you sign up, if you're lucky enough to get an invite, you have two invites. Uh, So, you know, you got to treat them like pretty, you know, pretty valuable commodities, right? So I I saw someone else comment on AirPods, sorry, as Clubhouse being the first AirPods social network. So there's a degree of elitism to it. The other platforms, you know, when you think about it, when it started off, whether it was Gmail or whether it was Facebook just started on the Ivy Leagues. There is a certain cachet to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other platforms, you know, it's just the nature of scale. They have lost their luster. You know, they've, they've become very accessible to anyone. So any social cachet of being on them has evaporated. So the mm-hmm. fact that Clubhouse is somewhat quote unquote elitist, I think adds to its appeal to some people. There's definitely a strategy to it, right? I think, yeah, you know, exclusivity builds buzz we know that it creates perceived value so we know that i think the other aspect of it maybe maybe less spoken of or less understood or less aware is that i think when you just do invites like i'll say it this way like it's just probably less trolls right in sure you know invite only keeps that cohort of people that will more or less enrich the platform um, and we'll be patient with the bugs. You know, this is still a beta platform. They'll be patient with the bugs. They, they kind of understand that things aren't perfect and they're going to not just immediately go to the gutter on things, right? Yeah. So I think the moderation model as they get bigger will always, you know, that that's a vexing issue for any social platform. It'll be interesting to see as they grow what that moderation model looks like. But at least for now, Chaz, I'm kind of enjoying it before it becomes, before it gets trolly. And I just hope 
they can keep it on the up and up. And I don't know how that, I don't know how you do that, but uh, maybe it's just being really, really strict about people being troll, being trolly and you just, you get them off. But like, you know, I, I know they've already had one problem where like somebody impersonated Elon Musk and then, uh, and then MC Hammer, go MC Hammer. <laughs> guy's coming in hard. He says club, he's a clubhouse user. Wow. And he publicly okay. made a call to the company uh, to institute a real name policy. So people can't do that stuff. So hopefully like, I think hopefully they can learn from some of the trolley things that have happened on Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere and learn from that. So MC Hammer said, uh, real identity, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, be accountable for your words and your opinions, he tweeted. So mic drop. Hang oh. on, he tripled up he tripled on the up exclamation on point. Real identity Shit. space. Wow. wow. Then, then three exclamation points with the space. It, it almost means yeah. like that's quite a flex. Yeah, that's a flex, man. <laughs> Big time. We love you. So you gotta well, get that, yeah. Let's get that guy on. Yeah, man, I'm sure he'll sign up. So, number five, this is five. somewhat, um, yeah, like uh, what do they say? Nature abhors a vacuum. And the fact that this is taking on the role of uh, essentially an online digital conference room in the COVID era when all these conferences, whether it's South by Southwest or you name it, have been put on hold. It is, we are social creatures. We do want to have this discussion, yeah. you know, just because we are physical distancing doesn't mean we need to social distance. And I think this is just another way to foster a dialogue. It's a vote. It's, it's an audio vocal way to foster a dialogue in a way that, did not exist before. So the fact that I'm calling that conference in the, the conference room of the COVID era. It just made me realize something. Why did, why do we call it social distancing when it's really physical distance? Well, I think they started off with that and then they realized calling it social distancing. Then they realized there was, that's actually bad because it, it's sort of, it's in, implying that you need to stay away from people. And it's, it just sounds depressing, frankly. So it's like, no, 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 just, Keep your physical body away from each other, but still stay in touch because we all know the mental health challenges that have been, uh, you know, the COVID has ushered in. It's really quite tragic, you know, suicides, depression, these kinds of things. So now I, I, I believe the new way that people often speak about it is physical distancing instead mm. of social distancing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because yeah, because the way you said that, you know, just because we just because we're physically distancing doesn't mean we need to be social distancing. So I, I thought yeah. that was just an interesting. That was against like the way I have always now picked up that term as social distancing. Anyway, that's a tangent. I should say you were saying like yeah, con this is the conference in the COVID the, era. the conference room of the COVID era like conference room the, of the COVID yeah, era yeah. Yeah, I think it's like it's flourished in this pandemic as you know people search for ways to connect while remaining isolated from one another. Like you said, there's something about I, I whatever this is, it's it's a step forward in how we can interact in a conference setting. I feel like, for example, if you had a conference on Zoom, it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot. It's kind of a crap show, yeah. you know. Some people are muted. Some people are not. I know you can mute people, but some people, you know, you can't hear them. And like, this just takes all of that away and cleans up and it's, it's just audio only. And I think more people are more, I think we're all more accepting of that. And, you know, just having that icon there and that icon will kind of be circled or, or light up a little bit when, when somebody's talking, 
Sure. I just think it's, to me, this is a nice step forward in this virtual conferencing, so to speak, experiment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think there is like a conference. It's not, and you know, there, there is conferences are generally, there's some semblance of organization, Like you go, all right, I'm going to go to this person speak about X. So when you right. go in, you know what you're signing up for. Now mm-hmm. you can follow hashtags around a certain topic. You can follow people. But if I follow, you know, say I follow Joe Rogan, right? I don't know who he's going to have on at any given time. Same yeah. with, you know, same with, you know, if I follow Bill Simmons. Yeah. I, I know what he talks about at a macro level, but I don't know whether he's got CJ McCollum on or Roger Bell or Ryan Rosillo or Jackie McMullen. You know, like it could be anything, but like at least with this, it's sort of telegraphic. It's like this room is going to bring begin at this time and the discussion is about X. Let's go. So there's something really, it's a layer of organization that has not existed in social to this point. So I I really like that about it. But then there's also this kind of unexpectedness of it. You kind of don't know what you're going to get. So it's kind of like, you know what you're going to get, but you don't know what you're going to get. It's, It's a sweet spot. I like it. So in many respects, it's, it's like life, which in other respects is like a box of chocolates. I mean, I mean, you know, you're getting a, a cacao based confectionery treat, but whether it's infused with caramel or pepper, uh, okay, I'm just going to cherry, cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I know what you're going to get. Yeah. Very much. Uh, So number six, I'm calling this one sort of came to me late, but I think it's actually quite important calling this one portable. Um, It's audio only. Now that is a liberating constraint. I think yeah. for its appeal, because, you know, we talked about conferences earlier. If you go, Oh yeah, I'll attend collision or I'll attend, you know, Ted or whatever it is. I have to sit down. I have to watch this. You know, I'm already sitting on my computer all day. Do I really want to sit yeah. down more? Right. This is really freeing. Yeah. It's, it's a free, it's freeing you up to absorb this information in a social way, in a voyeuristic eavesdropping way, in a non creepy way. Right. I think, um, there's a lot of similar formats that have existed around those conferences before around fostering that discussion. This is the first, to, you know, that, that doesn't make you just sit down and watch them. You know, you can listen to a discussion the way you listen to a podcast or an audio book. And that I think is, is really quite groundbreaking. Yeah. It's just it's for the same reasons why podcasts I think are exploding. I'm curious though. I couldn't figure out if I was muted or not. Are you automatically muted when you join? I believe so. Okay, because I didn't know that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like not make a sound. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to be that person where it's like you hear like glasses clinking or like a door slamming or plastic crinkling or something like that. So it's automatically you're muted unless you raise your hand, which you can raise your hand in it, which is cool. I don't know. I just had an imagery of you like with cellophane paper going, <laughs> no, totally <laughs> on the table. Of course. Where, oh, don't, hey, put the marbles away. They might disturb the clubhouse conversation. Well, I was going to yeah. maybe even go for a run and just listen, but I was like, yeah. you know, Excuse me, somebody's. <laughs> is no, someone, just... someone listening to Depeche Mode? <laughs> yeah, you'll know how to do it. I, don't, I can't even do it. I know how it goes. I just can't do it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, I was like looking it up and I'm like, I can't find a mute button. 
So, okay, automatically okay. muted unless otherwise. That's probably makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, just to recap, recap the six reasons why the saturated social environment, this is a groundbreaking innovation in that environment. Number two, the real time vocal voyeurism. Uh, the number three, it's time critical. It has a window of time on Clubhouse that doesn't exist in most other platforms. Number four, for better or worse, it's elitist. Number five, it's the conference room of the COVID era. And number six, it is portable in ways that other platforms are not. And they are the six reasons why Clubhouse is blowing up. Boom. We did six instead of five. You're welcome. Because we like to live on the edge. We like to drink Pepsi at 9 p.m. sometimes at night. <laughs> That's how we roll. Oof, fair enough. You wanted to touch on something a little different. Or did you mention you had some questions? Oh, earlier. yeah. So I want to like I just want to get your like hot take on like your experience with it so far. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm well informed enough to construct a hot take. My Take like, might or be like tepid. what rooms you went into. It you know, might my yeah. take might be tepid at best. I went to uh, you know into a range of different ones around you know entrepreneurialism. I stumbled into a, a pro pro Jewish community, which was interesting around Jewish expats around the world, the Jewish diaspora. A couple about uh, you know sort of creative living. A couple around uh, you know just general uh, business and and VC. So I, I don't think I've had a. Um, a really good deep dive yet you know I'm, I'm literally 24 hours into it and it's been a busy 24 hours of work so yeah. i've just dabbled i don't feel like i'm well equipped to comment on that just yet but what about yourself i'd love to ask yeah i mean you seem to have really dived in and uh and dove in dived in you, you've you're fully submerged yeah <laughs> fully submerged uh, no i i was uh more about like you know about podcasting and uh, about uh, some some work life balance stuff, some music related things, um, some record producers. You know, I used to be a record producer, so I'm always interested. You know, what people are talking about in terms of um, how they're making records these days, how their how songs are being done, how how that creative process is working via online. So you know, I just kind of dabbled in those, and it was really really great. It was just what's cool, and I think what was really kind of nice is just the just the the quality of the questions and the quality of the moderations so far um mm. just people being really really good moderators uh in terms of giving people time to say stuff but you know making sure that things don't run kind of wild and you know people have there was this really great respect of time and i think yeah. there's that that whole finite thing that you're talking about you know this happens at a certain amount of time and like they said we're just we're going to close up and this, we want to be respectful of everybody's time so there's that i know some go longer but um so that was really cool i was really impressed with that and i was impressed with these kind of rules that they kept stating where it's like you're not here to promote your whatever you're here to ask questions. This is about the topics. This is not a place to promote your own personal stuff. And I thought that was really cool because I think having some of that moderation, those standards really keeps the content in the conversation to the, in the topics to the forefront versus it, people trying to co-op it and use it as a way to push their own agenda or whatever. So I was just really impressed by the moderation of it and how, how well that was done. And the quality and that, of the questions. And that really is, I mean, you've just then you've addressed a, a shortcoming of social media since the beginning. I mean, ever you know, people want to, whether they're pushing their own image or they're, you know, prospecting for sales. Right. I mean, it's sort of there was no real 
laws or, or, or a user guide on how to embrace social media platforms. So maybe this tighter sandbox, like whether it's, you know, time-based, um, discussion-based as opposed to sales-based uh, has really, I don't know, it's sort of, I guess, elevated the, I don't want to say like that, like the, the dialogue perhaps, but perhaps the, the etiquette. It's yeah. just like a more of a, a, a like, you know, you, you can come in, but you've got to act like a good house guest. Like no one is ever on on Twitter. Like it's almost like the temptation is to act like a savage. A lot of people when they get onto Twitter and they want to pontificate and and burn the world to the ground. And it doesn't seem like that is what Clubhouse uh, is the optimal platform to act like on. No, I think there's a level of vulnerability with your voice, and I think people then. Yeah, not hiding behind a keyboard anymore. And lack of anonymity as well. Totally. I mean, that's back to MC Hammer's point. Have it be your real name. Let's let's Mm. let's just be honest here. Um, Don't hide behind things. This avoidance and this hiding behind keyboards. I think I think people are over. And I think what's really great, or some people are at least. And I think this has been a really great. You know, just hearing the moderator, for example, Chaz, like when somebody would ask a question one of the main speakers would answer the question and then the moderator would be like, okay, so blank, does that help? Do you feel heard? And they were just, there was, and maybe I just happened to get in a really, really good room, but Mm. um, I was just really impressed by this continuous movement towards, okay, are these questions useful? Are they making sure that they don't go into these kind of like side conversations where it's just a conversation between the main speaker and then somebody else and you know all 3000 5000 of us are just listening in on that and mm. we're not really getting much out of it this was this was different so i just was really really impressed by um by the moderation but um yeah anyway so it's a little bit like yeah you don't know what you're going to get but you, it's always going to be good that's what i've that's what i've come to understand in my limited experience so you you wanted to touch on another thing we're going to do a thing i think we should read a review and by you know everybody we love reviews so please keep keep them coming um they help us a lot on the platforms so why don't you read it chess oh okay oh no worries this is a um this is a review on uh on apple Podcasts. said and it's a five-star review of the furious curious so it's very generous my newest q hobby is wednesday morning running while listening to Chaz and brit the pods have been a joy and these two have found a great rhythm Time to trade puzzles, eat some sourdough, and celebrate Karens in the wild. Keep up the great work. So thank you very much, Kudarico. Yes. Um, not to be confused with his cousin Despacito. Um, gotcha. they, they look very similar. But no, but like we would encourage everyone who's listening to, if you could please, if you enjoy our content, we enjoy making it, please uh, write us a review because that helps in terms of uh, us getting found and uh, people listening and enjoying to the podcast so so keep them coming thanks very much so q hobbies as in quarantine hobbies britain there we go (laughs) it was was on that i think that's cool so we have a uh, we have a question for you Uh uh-oh scrubby dubby club bunny (laughs) sounds fun let's go visit gather king uh asks would the Furious Curious ever consider to do a clubhouse quote room to talk about cultural phenomenon? Is it possible? Can we do it? Uh, does the Pope wear a funny hat? Yeah, I, I would say a, res- a resounding yes. 
That'd be fun. Uh, that is certainly something we would uh, consider. I think that would be uh, very fruitful. It would be a great discussion where we could have a real-time dialogue with some of our listeners. And, yeah, I'd very much encourage that. I think it's a great idea, Scrubby Bunny. What's, what's your name? Scrubby Dubby Club Bunny. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've got an interesting name, Scrubby. But, uh, yeah, by all That's accounts, That's my yes. DJ name actually okay it's my alias anyway well, mine's uh floyd kermit just an fyi <laughs> yeah. that really rolls off the tongue <laughs> that's that was good hot in hot out bada boom uh you are listening to the furious curious podcast hosted and produced by me Bryn rice and my club thumping colleague here charlie cork from san francisco california Oh, that's a typo. It's actually tub thumping. But make sure you follow us on Instagram at the underscore furious underscore curious and on Twitter at DFRSCRS. We welcome your comments, insults, constructive feedback, as well as suggestions for what we can do next. Yes. And please make sure you uh, review us, like we said, uh, subscribe and listen uh, wherever you get your podcasts. That way uh, you get our new episode delivered to you every single Wednesday morning, which is when they drop. Uh, so... Until next week, stay curious. Out.